0: Hello and welcome to Journal Sessions on the Bold Love Podcast with Pastor Bob Roberts Jr. The concept of Journal Sessions are that they are weekly 10 to 20 minute podcasts that feature things that are on Pastor Bob's mind, sharing detailed lessons that he's learned along his journey as a pastor, church planter, and bridge builder. It's kind of like a behind the scenes look inside his journal and the things he's been thinking about and praying about deeply and then sharing what he has discovered. But don't worry, we will continue to post every Every now and then our normal format of interviews with well-known bridge builders, peacemakers, and helping listeners learn how to better love their neighbor. So look out for those. Also, if you have benefited from or been impacted by this podcast, we want to ask you a favor. First, encourage you to share this podcast on social media and give us a review on the podcast platform you are using. This will help people hear more about the podcast and how it could benefit them. Second, like most podcasts, we are able to make these impactful conversations and episodes happen from the support of partnering organizations and individuals like you if you feel led to support these conversations you can do so now at support.boldlovepodcast.com that's support.boldlovepodcast.com whether it's a single gift or a monthly donation we'd be incredibly thankful for that So on to this week's journal session. Bob talks about what he believes is the most significant subject right now, spirituality. And can people find it in the church anymore? Take a listen.
1: I want to talk to you about one of the most significant subjects, I think, that's out there right now for people, for the church, for individual believers. And we just run right past it. And we don't even think about what we're talking about. And I think it's the question. I think it's the issue. Spirituality. What is spirituality about? Did you know that right now we are living in one of the most spiritual times in American history? And I know a lot of you Christians are going, no way. What are you talking about? Yeah, right now. Sociologists, researchers, even people who have their ears to the ground and reading moments and epics and trends and so forth, it's all about spirituality. People want to connect with something bigger than themselves. And yet the great tragedy is they're not finding spirituality in church. 9% of millennials that have dropped out and, and, and younger generations give as the primary reason They want spirituality, and they can't find it in the church. We've just seen in the last couple of years, 25% of our people vanish. They've discovered they really don't have to come to church to listen to the sermon, to listen to the music. They can do it at home in a more relaxed setting. Why come to church? What is the point of being there? There are so many things that the church is offering right now, but truthfully, spirituality is not one of them. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Now, a lot of us go, yeah, that's for me personally. No, listen to what it says. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. When we follow Jesus, we have something called the Great Commission, that we're passionate about. We want the whole earth to know about God. And so we're to be witnesses. We're to go and we're to tell, but not before we've been still. And we acknowledge that He is God. One of my wife's favorite verses is Isaiah 30, verse 15. It says, in returning and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. We think it's find out our mission, vision, values, our purpose statement, get it all going, get everybody inspired, drive a movement, create the hype. Is God enough? Do we really have to create moods and atmospheres for God to work? Not long ago or a few years ago, one church got in trouble because every Sunday they would have people invited to come forward to be baptized and to accept Christ. And They found out that they had a whole scheme going on where they would have church members standing in different parts of the auditorium, and they would stand up and walk forward in an attempt to get other people coming forward. You don't have to create a mood for God. You have to be open to God. You don't have to manipulate things for God. You need to let the Spirit flow. And I'm not saying music is not good or inspirational speaking, but God really is enough. The problem is we just don't trust him. If I really trust him with our church and we wait on God, he may not show up. The great tragedy is evangelical churches are losing people to Catholic churches and to Anglican churches and to more liturgical churches Young people, not old people. Yeah, some old people, but a lot of young people because they're wanting to experience God profoundly. They want more than a hyped-up concert. They want more than a motivational speaker. They want God. And they're not finding Him at our churches. Now, this is bad for two reasons. First of all, it's bad that lost people are looking for God, and they come to church, and they can't find Him there. So they're looking outside the church, the most spiritual time in American history since after the Civil War, and yet, they can't find him. So they're looking elsewhere. It's bad because the church desperately needs God right now, post-COVID, post-crazy world. And yet the great tragedy is, as much as we need God, we can't hear him because we're so loud doing our stuff. We're afraid to get still and be quiet. What does it mean to listen to God's voice? Now, I'm not saying church ought to be dull and boring. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I love to clap my hands and lift my hands, and I love music, movie music, and inspirational preaching. But if we come and we're creating a show, what is that? I was with some people that were not Christians this last week in D.C., some very smart people, some brilliant people, some of different religions, some of no religion. And we wound up in this conversation about spirituality. And it's interesting. One of them said, you know, in church, it's 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 more like you go there, and this is not a Christian. You go there, and it's more about entertainment and just creating this experience than it is anything else. And they're exactly right. Even some of the conferences I used to talk to, there would be breakout sessions on creating moments, creating experiences. How do we do this? I'm I'm, I'm not saying you should be sloppy in your preaching or ignore good music. I am asking, is there not more? Are we leaving something out? Theologically, have we forgotten who who the star of the show is? And what's supposed to be taking place? What does it mean? What are the implications? I think we need to ask that. Let me give you some things. I've been talking to a lot of people the past few weeks about spirituality and what it looks like. Let me give you some things that I've observed. Number one, when I ask people spirituality and how they experience that, the first word that they generally come up with is the word quietness. It's not mentally checking out. It's quiet. It's listening. It's a posture of deep reflection, a, a posture of quietness. What does it mean to be quiet? The idea of being quiet is to be able to think, to be able to reflect, the ability to be able to reframe things. It's quietness. I love the way that the Quakers pray. I don't know they do it as much anymore. I was with some Quakers three or four years ago, and it was a very profound experience for me. They're quiet, and no one says anything. And if somebody feels moved by the Spirit, they begin to pray. Sounds very charismatic, but it's not. It's not everybody praying at once, making a loud noise. It's quiet prayer. And then if somebody feels impressed of God to pray something out loud, they pray it. And then they're quiet for a little while, and they think about what's going on, and and they they'll focus on a specific subject even, but there's a sense of quietness, listening, reflection. What does this mean? What, what is the what is the what is the point of all of this? We're in desperate need of rethinking what worship is. If I was pastor right now, I, I don't think I'd stop doing exciting music and powerful preaching, but I would build some quiet music. Not quiet music, but quietness into the service. I don't even think I'd have music. I'd say something like, let's get quiet. Let's listen. What is God saying? No one talking. No one moving. I do that Puritan exercise where people open their hands before God and they think about what are the birds that they have, and then they slowly turn them upside down and say, all right, God, it's in your hands now. It would make me rethink discipleship. What does it mean to get quiet before God? We talk about and prayer list, and all of this stuff. But what does it mean for discipleship? What, What if one of the core disciplines in discipleship was quietness? Just be quiet, reflect, meditate. How would we teach spirituality? See, we think spirituality is working the people up. Don't confuse emotionalism and spirituality. Don't confuse it because we have, and the result is people are looking for something far deeper than what we've given them. I fear that we are so addicted to noise, and the problem is human noise drowns out heavenly voice. We're so busy wanting the flow, wanting it to make happen. I was at a church preaching not long ago, and they said, hey, it would help our flow better if you would do X, Y, Z. And and so I did. That's great. But where are those moments of divine flow where we step back and say, hey, we don't want to orchestrate this whole thing. God's got to be able to do this stuff. Spirituality, is not going to come through a course it's not going to come through a class it's going to come through deep intimacy and disciplines that get us quiet just us and god So the first thing it's about quietness second thing it's about mostly being alone i asked the people who were into spirituality i said i'm curious think about your most spiritual experience were you with people or not and i asked some super committed christians in a setting this and some non-Christians, and nearly every single one of them said, it happened when I was alone. Or if I was with a group of people, sometimes it happened then, but in that group, I was alone. In that group, there was space where I could hear God, and it was just me and God doing business in communion. It was alone. One young man, I was asking him about his most spiritual time, and for him, it was in community. He said, but even in the context of that community, Something was happening inside of me. The focus was what was going on and how was I encountering God and how was I experiencing Him, but I was in the context of a community of people. So I don't know that you could say that spirituality is always completely alone. You might be in community. You might be in a group. But at the same time, something is happening that I'm experiencing by myself, with the non Christians, I was. I said, "Hey, can I talk a little bit of theology with you guys?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "So this is the whole point of the Trinity." He said, "What in the world do you mean?" I said, "Well, it's you're going after community with unity with others, but the Trinity means triunity, and God is a community of one with three persons, and He invites us into that community so that there is a communing that's taking place in that community." but we don't lose our individuality. There's got to be space to reflect and embrace the divine. And so it's the idea of being alone. We may be with people. We may be by ourselves. But we ought to teach people what spirituality is about when we're with people and when we're by ourselves. Because it's what God is saying specifically To us. And what would it look like in a worship service if spirituality was getting quiet and letting God speak individually and hearing his voice as the Quakers do corporately as people begin to pray? We're so busy figuring out models and how to move forward. And everybody knows the church is lost. And it's as if we're just swapping out models and formats. When was the last time you heard of somebody having a time? We're getting quiet before God. We're going to pray. We don't know. We want to hear what God may say to us. Here's the third thing about spirituality. It's connecting with something bigger than me. Let me give you another word for that. It's transcendence. Bigger than me. It brings us to a point of identity about who we are, reestablishes who we are, that we are finite. You know, it's interesting. Even the non-Christians that I were talking to, every single one of them said, it's bigger than me. So one of them who's not a believer in any religion, I said, so so I said, help me understand that. So you're not a believer in religion. He said, we are bigger than me. That's pretty doggone good. In other words, for this person, his transcendence was, this is much bigger than who I am. Us. What do we do together? How do we experience that? we think about what's bigger. And this is what leads to the context of communion. And it takes me into who I am, spirituality, but it takes me out beyond that. So it's transcendent. Spirituality is this sense of the awe, the majesty of awe. One of the guys I was talking to, another guy who's a non-Christian, said the guy did a doctoral dissertation on awe. The spirit of awe. Think about that. Non-believer, non-Christian doing a doctoral dissertation. I've asked him to send me a link to that. I want to read it. We've lost the awe of God. We want people to get right with God. We want people to get emotional. We want people to worship. But where is the awe? The awe moments, the aweness of who God is, which leads me to the next thing. Spirituality is It has some very unique sacred spaces. The church has placed all of spirituality inside the church. How sad. Sure, the church is a sacred space, but not just Sunday morning. Wouldn't it be cool if there were all rooms that were set up in a church during the week where you just went in and you were alone and you were quiet? What if we recaptured nature I mean, some of the greatest prayer warriors in the world. You talk about these people who pray for three or four hours a day. Guys, you know what they did? They were out in the woods for three or four hours a day. What's wrong with nature? The most profound experiences I personally have had with God happened on the side of a hike. I was going all the way to Mount Everest. The other one happened by a creek in in the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina. Nature, God created it, You, you know, we should never feel like, yeah, getting out in nature and worshiping, that's not God, that's new age. Who said? What are you talking about? God created this world. It's beautiful. If, If you can't walk in nature and feel God, if you can't look up at the stars at night and feel God, something is wrong with you. You are connected with the Creator. All that it means, those sacred spaces. I love Terrence Malick movies and And I love his movie, The Tree of Life, because it shows the creation of the world and a human drama, Brad Pitt, and I can't remember his his star who was in that movie with him, but as they're going through facing the suicide of a child and and, and the harshness of life and how they dealt with all their chunk, here Terrence Malice is throwing in pictures of the creation and the meaning, and life is more than just that moment. I love that movie. I watch it often. It just takes me back to what it means, and it, it puts me into something bigger than I am. I have a sacred space at home. I have a little altar that I used and I prayed when I started this church, and I have my desk, and I have my Bibles, and I have my journals, and I have this track that i not a track, but a path that I walk behind my house in a park, and I have a bench that I sit on outside, and there are so many sacred spaces to hear in God's voice. Your car can be a sacred space. Instead of just listening to worship music all morning long, why don't you, on the way to work, turn it off and say, speak, God. Pray somebody doesn't cut you off so you get mad and you want to cuss. But get quiet. The beach, walking on the beach. I love being near the beach. I love it when I get on a beach and I let my feet sink into the sand and I feel the water around my ankles. Anytime I get close to the ocean, I figure out a way to get on that beach. There's something I feel when I see the waves lapping in. There are so many sacred spaces. I feel sacred when I'm in Central Park. I feel sacred at the Lincoln Memorial. I feel sacred at the Jefferson Memorial. I do. No, I'm not a Christian nationalist. I can't stand that stuff. But I think about history and the meaning of life and the point of it all. Where are your sacred spaces that you walk in, that you sit in, that you read in, that you reflect? Here's the next thing about. Spirituality, it's about shalom or wholeness, shalom, peace, rest, completeness. It's the life of the divine sitting in his glory in a state of awe. It's wholeness, knowing that even if you've got cancer or you're going through a divorce or you're broke or you don't know how to pay your bills, or you've had a failure that you're just devastated about, sitting there in wholeness and confidence that God is there. It's feeling the breath of God. It's the Ruach of the Old Testament, the pneuma of the New Testament. It's the breath of life. It's the breath of God. And when you read the Bible, and you read the stories of the great saints, it expands your understanding of spirituality as you see what they went through. When I read the Psalms, it expands my depth of spirituality in worship. When I read the New Testament and the life of Jesus, he went to a solitary place. Spirituality isn't just something that we miss and we need to work on. The absence of spirituality leads to nothing less than the death of the church and the death of the believer. Because in the end, spirituality is not just a rejection of the state of being in the presence of God, but it's the inability to hear the voice of God. And there's never been a time people have needed to hear the voice of God in the church more than right now. Alas, we're just too loud. God's trying to talk and we fear the silence. And because we fear the silence, he cannot say what needs to be said. And we wander with our earphones and our iPods moving about in life, filled with noise telling us what we need to do
0: from everyone except God. Thank you so much for joining us for journal sessions with Pastor Bob Roberts, Jr. on the Bold Love Podcast. If you were impacted by this conversation, we would like to ask a favor. First, if you found this episode impactful, please share it on social media and recommend it to a friend. Second, like most podcasts, we are able to make these impactful conversations happen with support from partnering organizations and individuals like you. If you felt led to support these type of conversations, you can do so now and give at podcast com. Whether it's a single gift or a monthly donation, we are so thankful for you. For more information on this podcast, show notes, and any other references, you can go to boldlovepodcast.com to get all the information there. We appreciate you joining us. And remember on the Bold Love Podcast, we encourage you to live out your faith boldly, learn how to better love your neighbor, and learn how to relate to others despite your differences without compromising your faith. See you next time.